tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Jay, may I start by saying, whoever is leaving us one-star reviews on our podcast, please stop it. <laughs> They're still doing that? We got another one. I have a suspicion okay. that it's not people who actually hate our podcast. It's people who do other podcasts who are trying to bring our rating down. I feel like if you're going to leave a one-star, you'd say, oh, they suck. Or You would they, say, why, right? right? Yeah, they're like, oh, they're terrible. Or you wouldn't even take the time to mess with it. You would turn it on. If you didn't like it, you'd turn it off. Right. If I find out who you are, you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to Reality Bites. It's Megan and Jay. Last night, part one of the tell-all in what has, I think, unanimously been considered an underwhelming season. <laughs> yeah, I was holding on hope for a long time, but especially after, I don't even call it a tell-all, so tell some, because they really only told you some of the story and not only that but like nothing there were no big revelations last night you not know what yet. i mean not yet okay so before we get to that how was your weekend weekend was good mainly just work and there's a little bit of hesitation there you're like mm. well and like i said i'd had to do some work like come into the offices and do work so that's never all that much fun but right. aside from that hang out with the fam good and anyway how was your weekend i mean listen i was ready to commit to binge watching this new show on netflix I was ready to commit my entire Saturday to it. Okay. Give me nine hours of this show. I'm going to sit good. down in the morning. I'm going to power through it. Sure enough, it's called uh, Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. It's a new reality dating show on Netflix. Oh, I heard about so this. So the singles get put in these pods, and they can only talk to each other through a wall. So they never get to see each other. And the whole point, is love blind? Can you fall in love with someone just by getting to know them and taking all the physical appearance out of it? And I guess I didn't realize this when I sat down to watch it, that they're doing it as part of like a three-week event that's how they're billing it i guess so they only put out the first three episodes but i got through those and so far i will say it's kind of like the bachelor meets married at first sight i will say if you're listening to this podcast and you like 90 day fiance and those types of shows you'd probably get into love is blind but i digress because this podcast is not about love is blind this podcast is about 90 day fiance and last night we got part one of the tell-all hosted by sean robinson who my theory is she doesn't even watch the show my theory is that she gets a set of cards she's and she, briefed she's briefed because she doesn't to me seem invested whatsoever she's a very attractive lady she's very polished when she speaks but she doesn't seem to be a fan of the show yeah, i'm trying to de- i'm debating in my head right now as you say that maybe she's just you know very uh trying to be very professional about it yeah, and but it's not- 90 day fiance like come on <laughs> like you're not interviewing the pope come on these are like reality tv stars and she never really pushes them for the stuff that we really want she's always like really she does she yeah there should be a little more pushback on some of these answers that they give actually some of the uh, actual couples they'll push back more like well wait a minute which is hilarious to me because the ones pushing back it's like okay you should probably not comment on anybody else's relationship who would you like to start with jay oh my gosh let's just start from the top anna and marcel anna and marcel who show up 
at the tell-all last night, still unable to speak to each other without using the translator app or a translator who had to be brought in because Marcel has no idea what's going on. <laughs> and as I was re-watching the episode before where they got married, right. before the tell-all started last night, the awkwardness between them, did you notice when they got married and they said, I do? He went to kiss her on the cheek and then mm-hmm. she like grabbed him. Yes. There doesn't and I get that he is very conservative. Very conservative right. and and whatnot, but I don't feel any real mutual attraction and affection between them. I don't know if I would go that far. There is a definite awkwardness that seems like it should not be there at this point. Like over this amount of time, you would feel like the awkwardness would subside and they'd be a little more comfortable just amongst each other, which they don't necessarily seem and it's hard to tell if it's one of those situations where we said about what was it tim last year yeah where you know we felt like well maybe when the cameras are on he gets a little more awkward because he's not used to having right, that and right. maybe that's the way with marcel because he is very kind of he seems like a kind of private guy sure like, i was actually a little surprised i don't know if i missed it or not maybe you could enlighten me when they showed that clip of the kids talking about how you guys were kind of loud last right, night right i didn't even remember that from the episode when it originally aired oh yeah that was like the the uh, second morning like the day after he arrived i was kind of shocked i was like oh my gosh and obviously marcel was kind of like oh no no you didn't know no no that wasn't right. a uh, we were playing uh, Tetris or something. You I don't know, know what he, he said. said. He said she was she was slapping me around, and I'm like, well, that's even weirder than the kids hearing you. Right, have he's sex. just an awkward. <laughs> like, he's just an awkward ugh. guy all the way around. And here's what frustrates me about the tell-all. Can you at least explain to us? how he was able to leave and come back on the same visa. To me, that's a question that we all would like answered because as far as we know, if you get a 90-day fiancé visa, you come over here. If you don't get married within the 90 days, you have to leave and that's it. Also, as far as we know, if you leave before the 90 days... Game over. It's done. So what happened? How was he able so quickly to be able to return on the same visa? And they just brought it up kind of like, hey, is anybody else surprised? Like, I am that he got back. And everybody's like, yeah, it's amazing. It's shocking. He's like, yeah, that's crazy. I do feel bad. Does not appear that Anna's relationship with her son, Joey and Marcel, like that has gotten any better. She was getting emotional talking about it. She even revealed last night, which we didn't know prior to last night, that her brother didn't speak to her for a couple weeks after so what okay so there obviously is something that we're not seeing here because the mom the brother and the oldest son did are not so participate anti this right and that's a that's a, that's been a growing theme it feels like tlc or who's the uh sharp sharp, sharp entertainment sharp entertainment <laughs> has been kind of editing it to not really give us the whole stories or to try to create a story that isn't really there. Sure. As compared to like other seasons of 90 Day Fiance, it's actually pretty startling when you kind of watch them in contrast. And yeah. I feel like this is what we're getting exactly with this. Like what's going on and, with but, our family? But, and I will say, I think that's why people have not enjoyed this season as Absolutely. much. Because not only have they not really given us a couple to root for. Yes, I get this is a TV show. It's for entertainment. We love the drama. But it's also a reality show about people who are falling in love and trying to make international relationships, cross-cultural relationships work. Right. And to me, there's in the past at least been one couple that you really cheer for and root for and give us a little bit of a love story. I feel like this has been all either weird age differences with creepy comments being made Mm -hmm. or it's been super drama with the porn grandparents and... (laughs) 
Anyways, I think TLC, Sharp Entertainment, whoever is in charge of putting these storylines together has to keep in mind that some of us legitimately watch because it's interesting to watch two people starting a life together. Right. That dynamic is very compelling yeah, in and, and of having itself. having all these obstacles to overcome without the, here's a $15,000 check to go back to your home country right. stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but getting back to Anna and Marcel, I think the part that, again, I just can't quite wrap my head around with them is they can't really have deep heart-to-heart conversations. Well, it's interesting that she said that she's learning Turkish and that he actually knows a lot more English than she knows Turkish, but he was kind of scared or embarrassed to really use it on the show. Yeah, I don't know how much I buy that if they had to bring in a translator in order for him to understand what was going on at the tell-all. I think he's probably learned some basic words and phrases, but I'm talking about the type of heart-to-heart, deep, meaningful conversations that you have with your significant other when you're deciding a future together. And until I can have a real conversation with you, I can't make a decision, a lifelong decision about my future if I can't, if we can't even... Right. It's so simple that even a child would know it as uh, Cece and her brother... Michael, Max. Max. Yeah. Max even pointed out, he's like, I think one of the things that these couples should try to keep in mind is that, you know, being able to speak each other's language is probably a big deal. It's probably one of the, the basic <laughs> things that you should be able to check off the list before making any big decisions. Now, speaking of CC and Max and Sarah, it felt to me like they didn't even really realize that they were going to be coming on stage. Would you not put on a little bit of makeup if you knew you were going on camera. So is Sarah the type, though, who's going to be like, no, I'm just going to go out the way I am because she's very confident and selfish. Like, Which Sarah, she should be. Sarah's very kind of like, I don't really care what people think type of person. I'm going to be friends with my ex-husband's new girlfriend, fiance, because it's the right thing to do because we get along, sure. because she's good for the kids. I don't care what people think I should be doing. Which Absolutely. Is- and if that's her mindset, then good for her. But like even the outfits. Well, yeah. I mean, she came very business casual. But very compared to how Michael and Juliana were dressed, right? No, definitely. <laughs> I did, I, but I did think that with Max and uh, when uh, Max, well, Cece, you know, she's, he looked like he was wearing pajama pants. Max definitely looked like he was wearing pajamas, and he's a kid; he's ten or sure. whatever, so it doesn't really matter at all. But I did kind of think that, like, oh, I wonder if they knew they were going to be coming out there. That's okay. So that's my point in all of this is that it felt a little bit like, oh, you guys are here. Why don't we bring you out now? When we start finding out a little bit more about Michael and Sarah's divorce. Uh It really made me dislike Michael even more, especially when he said, I started to feel like my my freedom had been taken away. Why did you two get divorced? I'll let Michael answer that. Well, it's a complicated question. It wasn't one thing, uh, but I was definitely uh, getting a little crazy with traveling, partying just trying to escape i was it was uh i wasn't feeling uh very free in life and i was uh i was in a very uh uh bad downward spiral okay sarah your facial expressions have said a lot (laughs) i try to hide them i can't tell me your feelings about why the marriage ended i think the facial expressions that I was, I I think what I was reacting to was when Michael said that um, he was not feeling very free in life because I always gave him a lot of latitude. He did a lot of traveling our entire marriage and relationship, even when we were dating. And so it just kind of surprised me that he would say that he felt like he didn't have freedom when I, from my point of view, he what? did. 
Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. So you felt like your freedom was taken away because you were married and had two kids. Welcome to being an adult, Michael. That's everyone feels that way. And he was like, yeah, you know, I was going to all these parties and I was traveling, but I still felt like I was trapped. Like, oh, well, oh, it's very nice. How, how horrible for you, Michael. Can, and then like the whole texting women via WhatsApp. And when, when he was asked, was there infidelity? And he's like, no. Okay, just because you didn't screw someone while you were still married, right. to me, an emotional affair is even worse worse yeah i mean so and they kind of did bring that up that you know an emotional affair is basically what he was having with these people with multiple people it sounded like multiple people and it was kind of interesting that you know he said that he felt trapped and what i immediately thought was okay well he'd been with sarah kind of from the beginning so before he had anything she was with them they kind of built this life together and then he felt trapped because oh well now i'm very successful and i'm rich but i can't really do what all my other rich successful single friends can do because unfortunately i had to get married early and so now he feels like oh poor little rich guy and i, I felt- thought my eyes were gonna roll out of my head when he said that i was like oh my god really okay so everybody loves juliana are you buying she's all right she's this all right. whole story with her family and i do believe they haven't really spoken to each other but yeah. i feel like there is more to this story and she is portraying herself as the sweet innocent victim I don't I feel like there's something else yeah I don't really like Juliet and I do feel like it is more story than truth I mean like uh, Robert said it happens in the states too you know if you become rich your family you, expects your family expects stuff but so that does happen in the United States that is a dynamic that happens so I can imagine Juliana comes from a very poor you know situation in Brazil she's married this super rich guy like why can't you help us out you've already bought us a house you bought us a car why can't you do and that's, more and I guess that's my question she made it sound like even though they haven't spoken at all she still financially supports them and still sends money every month and i guess i'm not gonna say i don't believe her i just have a lot of questions i do too because from the beginning she's supposedly close with her sister she's so close with her sister that she bought her a car right before she left and she's a model which you know i know models don't necessarily always make a lot of money but the way they kind of portrayed it is oh she was a model she's a model she's a model so wasn't she already sending money weren't they already kind of having some sort of expectations from her or was she not a very successful model or was she never really a model she's just a pretty girl who they'd hired to be on these boats to kind of cozy up to dudes like this creepy michael guy right and it kind of went a lot further than anybody expected and now you have to try to justify what you were doing before as modeling right. quote unquote I did the air quotes my question to you do you think their marriage will last long term ah, for Cece and Max like I'm pulling for those kids yeah me too and so I mean they seem to like her so but I'm doesn't like, he seem like the kind of person who would be incredibly difficult to be married to absolutely and the kind of guy who it's kind of funny because he wanted all this freedom and wanted to be able to travel and party well now he's married again so yeah how long before Juliana says well wait a minute you know you can't just travel off to the Maldives without me now right so I yeah I do see them possibly growing apart and him feeling trapped again yeah and everyone online was like oh Michael had a midlife crisis like let's just call it what it is absolutely but he he strikes me as the type of person who could very easily have another one (laughs) When things aren't fun for him anymore. Multiple life crises. Yeah, yeah. All right, up next, who do you want to do? Tanya and Sinjin. Tanya and Sinjin. Well, we meet Tanya last night with her broken foot. She got into a car accident. And I was so not surprised because you can just look at her and tell she's a bad driver, right? <laughs> like, I have no question about it. The accident was her fault. Had to have been her fault. 
<laughs> I, did not, I did not think that deeply about it, but but remember when she was like driving the car and and the way like the way she was grabbing the steering wheel? I was like, that is very indicative of someone who is not a good driver. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> Poor Tanya. Poor uh, Tanya. All right, so not only. Do we revisit Soulmate Gate last night? Oh my gosh. But the issue of children, which I was just kind of like appalled by. To me, that's one of those things going in that you have to be on the same page about. And he just sounds like he was leaning way more towards not really wanting to have kids. Well, I don't necessarily even believe it has to be the same page, but at least be in the same book. Like you said, it's, same ballpark. it's one thing if, you know, originally he was kind of like, yeah, maybe seven to ten. And she's like, I want to have him in one to three. OK, and you guys kind of meet somewhere sure. between one and ten years. But like you said, to go from uh, like one to three and him being like, uh, maybe never like that is a huge chasm between them. Yeah. I will say, as unlikable as Tanya is, and as as I'm like refreshing my Twitter feed last night, and I'm reading all the <laughs> tweets, I mean, it, it was just brutal. I mean, she has, that's one thing Sean Robinson was correct about. She has taken a beating on social media. She has. The one thing that I will give her credit for is how patient she has been with him while he's trying to figure out what he wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It, you know, Angie, uh, I will say that she, unlike Angela, who is someone who very quickly retaliates and, you know, has something to say and kind of doesn't handle herself very well in the face of criticism, she actually does handle herself pretty well in the face of criticism. She kind of smiles, has that nervous little laugh She's, a little bit. Well, and she remained relatively calm. Yeah. I where mean, the, I feel like most people in that situation would be way more defensive. Right. So, you know, give her credit for that. I was actually surprised that he actually might be able to do some operatic singing. Yeah. Yeah, although I mean it was kinda, I don't know much about right. operatic singing <laughs> that to me was like oh that was interesting and I, listen I would be mortified if I were sitting next to my husband <laughs> And he started singing like that on national television. I'd be like, okay, no, 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 no. That, yeah, we we gotta, do we that at home. It. We do that in the shed. We do not do that in front of other people. Not before lessons. There's I'm only half kidding, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Sinjin, who is is so likable and so quirky. He is amazingly likable. Like, even though he's is kind of a deadbeat, like, when you really kind of listen yes. to the story and find out what's going on, you're like, oh, this dude is kind of like a deadbeat. He doesn't really want to work or do anything. <laughs> and as soon as he gets a job and he feels like he has has to be held accountable for something he wants to quit. Just resign and the universe is just going to lead him in a, any direction. Anybody else you'd be like, "Oh, this person needs to get it together." But with Sinjin, it's kind of like, "Ah, oh, Sinjin, you're right. You're so likable that you can almost get away with it." <laughs> but to be married to someone like that, I do think would be pretty maddening, especially when she said, "Listen, he was interested in woodworking, so I found him these classes to go to and right. he was interested in being an opera singer, so I found a voice, a vocal coach that he could work with and he doesn't I'll do all the work and all he has to do is take the next step and show up and he doesn't do it absolutely like that would make me insane well that puts a little more context to some of the arguments they're having and to the portion where she left her in those 30 days and she came back she said hey you didn't do the woodworking whatever whatever that makes a lot more sense yeah. now that it was yeah. kind of already set up for him to right. do so and that would have been a really good opportunity for him to just go ahead and do it since he didn't have her around and he didn't have anything else to do so the one thing that kind of came up again on top of Soulmate Gate was this trip to Costa Rica, which I have said all along, yes, it's weird that she left for 30 days out of the 90. But 
she reinforced my point all along, which is they were together for nine months before he came over. So they were together for nine months. She left South Africa, came back to the United States. Six months later, he came over. Then they were together for 30 days, which puts them at 10 months together. She left for 30 days, came back for 30 days. So of all of the couples, probably besides Michael and Juliana, who spent a lot of time together over the course of a couple years before Juliana came to the U.S., Tanya and Sinjin lived together in close proximity for 11 whole months. So her leaving for 30 days, to me, was never as huge of a deal as they made it out to be. And let's be real. For someone like Robert to point out, like, <laughs> oh, no, I need the 90 days. Yes, Robert, you do you need the 90 days. Do. You knew her for eight hours before you got engaged to Annie. They were together. They lived together for months. Yes. And Tanya even said, I don't know why I'm getting blamed for this because it's not a decision I made. It's it's a decision we mutually made together. Right. Uh, in that regard, I do feel a little bit bad for her because I feel like it's the type of thing where they sat down and said, okay, there's an opportunity to go do this. And when I come back, it will give me more of an opportunity to find a job and to work in herbal remedies or whatever, witch doctoring, whatever she's doing. <laughs> and b did we get an update, though? Is she actually practicing we, herbal medicine? We did not get an update. I don't know if that's uh, what she's practicing on her foot with. Is, she said a lot of plates and screws, and I don't think those are herbal, but right. whatever. Yeah, no, that sounded like real hardcore medicine. <laughs> and it, uh, you know, it would have, again, it would have really helped if you would have gone ahead and taken those classes those 30 days. Like, if they agreed, like, hey, we're yeah. going to have this 30 days apart yeah. while I'm doing this, you do that. And then when we get back, boom, we both have new skills, and we continue on our journey, and the universe right. is happy. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm just siding with her, but I am saying I think she has a little bit gotten the raw end of the deal as far as being portrayed as this cold-hearted monster and i don't think that's necessarily the whole story i agree with you until uh they bring up the word soulmate and she refuses because deep down inside she's like a non-conformist she's a contrarian like oh if you say this i'm gonna have to say that because right. that's the way it is i believe differently I believe my differently. interpretation is just say oh you know what i never really knew what a soulmate was i thought this other kid was when i was 11 but right. now being with Sinjin and the way we compliment each other I realize this that guy is my soulmate and keep here's the thing as I'm like reading the internet last night and the, someone had posted something that said in this kind of spiritual metaphysical world there is this idea of your soulmate being like almost like a twin flame and you're actually not meant to be together in this lifetime and there's this whole other theory about who your soulmate is and how there's actually someone who's supposed to like break you open so that new facets of yourself can come in and you can figure other things out and I was like if she subscribes to that mentality I could see how she would say I don't think my soulmate is necessarily someone I'm meant to be with for the rest of my life but she didn't say that she didn't say anything nothing like, uh. yeah and so in that regard and not only that but the whole dancing with the other guys down in in Costa Rica that it just didn't look good <laughs> right. and you're out drinking in a bar and like you said he tried to FaceTime her and she answered the phone with the guy oh my gosh that would I know Wouldn't that, that just like oh I'd be livid I know my my wife would freak the heck out she'd be on the next flight to oh Costa Rica. Gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, all right. Up next, let's do...
Michael and Angela. Michael and Angela. Now, Angela came into it with good energy. If you'll remember <laughs> on the last tell-all. She was ready. Like, she came in ready to rumble. Mm-hmm. Now, her overall mood vibe last night was way better. We learned way too much about how much sex they had while she was there for 14 days. We had two weeks together, and I counted 38 times. What? Wow, he's a man. Wow. Angela, I don't believe you. I promise. We were in two weeks. Time I pro- yes, it was four times a day with Michael. Stop it. Uh, Michael, is that true? Yeah, yeah. If we just said, I want to take a break, we'll go upstairs. Don't tell that. <laughs> 38 times in 14 days, which equals 2.7 times per day. Right. Like one day, maybe they did it four times, the next, whatever, whatever. Like, but still, way too much information. What we are about to see in part two of the tell-all, the goofballs. Oh, boy. And this is where she's going to lose her shit. She is. Here's what I can't figure out. I get that it makes for great TV, but they knew they did it just to like get a rise out of her and antagonize her. Absolutely, just to antagonize her. We just as easily could have had her daughter Skyla come on, give us an update about the egg and the surrogacy and what's going on with the plan to have kids. I don't like that the show brings these guys on to laugh at her, to make her look like an explosive. And maybe she was in on it. Maybe she's okay with it. But to me, it was just kind of like, come on, guys. Like, Yeah, it, it did seem quite unnecessary. And I'm also trying to think, how long ago was the tell-all film? Was it pretty recently? My guess, I guess if I went back through their Instagrams, uh-huh. I could probably figure out the timeline because when they were, some of them were in New York City at the same time and were posting on Instagram. Instagram. Okay. So we could probably go back and figure it out. My guess, it looked like it was winter time. My guess is that they filmed it November, December, January. Okay, okay. Because I was trying to think if it was the same time period as the new wedding that we already know that they had. Which just happened which at just the happened. end of January. But that one, so they hadn't gotten married so yet. So they probably hadn't gotten married yet. Correct. So yeah, so they definitely could have had, you know, you say bringing the goofballs on to antagonize the lady right. and just make her look crazy. So Angela and Michael, though, for the most part, we didn't hear all that much no. of an update from them. Another couple that they kind of didn't spend all that much time on was Blake and Jasmine. Yeah, kind of like the storyline just in general. A little boring, a little eh. A little anticlimactic all around. They're obviously two different people who I find each other attractive enough to I be together. They're just, a re- they're just like a normal couple. And like you said, they have a little bit of strife because they are an international couple trying to figure it out. But aside from that, they're just a couple. They're just- yeah, you know, and I will say, you have kind of been in her corner all along and she has kind of been this like ice princess that's right. how they've painted her on the show watching them last night their body language they to me seem like the most solid couple up there the ones that at least are like listen we're private people i'm sorry that we didn't talk about having sex the first night for all of you guys right sorry and i do like that blake accepts that she is the way she is and isn't trying to make her feel bad for not being into his lifestyle because we have other couples who almost try to shame their partner into doing what they want them to do it becomes almost like a control thing right which leads me to an emily and sasha oh boy I know how you feel about Sasha. I kind of like Sasha, but I know how you feel about Sasha. I think 
if you've never had body issues, you might not understand. Okay. You know? That might be fair. And if you are the type of person who was told as a little kid that the way you looked wasn't okay, that people that you had to you had to go on a diet, you had to lose 10 pounds because, you know, all the other kids in your class were small. Like that's that's what I grew up with. So I'm probably a lot more sensitive to weight issues and body issues than someone who has never been through it and doesn't understand the emotional side of it and what it feels like. So I think my defense kicks in because a lot of what he says and how he says it triggers me. Regardless of his intention, the way it comes out is mean. I can absolutely agree with you on that. And in his mind, it doesn't come across that way because I noticed one of the comments when everybody was first talking about like, hey, when we got here, we did it this many times. We did it that many times. And Marcel was kind of like, oh, weird. And he made the comment of, oh, Marcel is very different here in America. In America, you can just say whatever you want to say. That's what Sasha said and immediately i thought to myself oh this is the same guy who's telling you know you know his mother-in-law oh did you you don't eat this junk do you okay good i can tell but you you need to stop eating the frosted mini wheats right and it's just that he feels like oh well i'm just saying it because it's the right thing to say it's this is how you eat healthy and you shouldn't do this and there's no kind of tact there's no kind of consideration for when he doesn't understand the line between being helpful and informative and being an asshole (laughs) right you know what i mean and so i feel like you know you take someone like Emily and and she says I don't like the way I look right now Mm -hmm. I just had a baby I work full time I'm exhausted when I get home and to still hear him saying things he's like oh no that's okay that's why I'm here to help you Yeah, instead of being a supportive partner and saying, you can't be too hard on yourself, you look amazing, he makes it worse. And then the sister, Betsy, comes on. Now, Betsy makes a good point, that he is confusing health with appearance, and he wants her to look a certain way and seems to be less concerned with her overall health. Which may or may not actually be the case because we don't really know him all that much. We know that the show has painted him out to be this jerk who's like, no, work out. You know what I mean? (laughs) But Betsy, her point is you're making her feel worse, which is making the problem worse. Absolutely. And and he then the thing that he said to Betsy bothered me the most when he was like, you eat whatever you want. You get what you deserve. And I was like, oh, okay, that is that's not a nice thing to say to someone. I don't care if you feel like you're being blunt and direct. That is hurtful and mean. He doesn't have that switch that says, hey, let me calculate and kind of think about what I'm going to say and choose my words carefully. That's not what's going through Sasha's head. At all. Sasha's head is like, I'm going to say what needs to be said. Yeah, in a very like, because I know these things kind of way. I don't know. I will say slightly in Sasha's defense because I I have dealt with this, you know, with my wife and stuff like that, is that she also said that she didn't like the way that she looked. So if she feels like she is not where she used to be and how she used to look and that's affecting her self-consciously and self-confidence, then as much as he might want to say, oh, it's okay, she might see that it's him not understanding and saying, well, you say it's okay because it's you or you say it's okay because you're not the one dealing with it because I've had that with my wife where she feels like, oh, you know, I'd like to look more like this. I'm like, oh, baby. I love you. Yeah, you say that because you're married to me. Yeah, you say that because... You don't mean it. You don't mean it. Yeah. Right, right. And so when you're dealing with that, you have to find a way. This is where I say you have to find a way to, you know... 
I would never tell my wife, oh, yeah, you know what, you're kind of big. Be like, okay, well, you know, if you want to go work out, then that's fine. You know, maybe we can work out together. You know, you find a way to kind of sure. make it so that sure. it's not What, what can I do right. to, to be of help and to, you know, what do you need from me? That right. I feel like that's the way you approach it. Like, exactly. what, what do you need me to do? How can I be your cheerleader, your whatever? Tell me what you need. But that's not who Sasha is, <laughs> I don't think. Robert and Annie last night, still together, surprisingly. Speaking of body language, the body language that you saw that was so positive with uh, Jasmine and Blake, I felt like it was just the opposite with Robert and Annie. They were sitting next to each other, but it, she seemed... There were a couple of times where he had his arm around her. She, he definitely does, but she definitely kind of sat there most of the time with her arms crossed, yeah. kind of leaning back, kind of like, mm. Well, let's talk about Annie's glow up first, because she looked great last night. The outfit, the hair, the makeup, she looked fantastic. I've always said, I think she is way out of Robert's league. <laughs> He outkicked his coverage with Annie. And we got some evidence to that point in the tell-all when she talked about some past relationships that she had in the Dominican Republic, apparently. Apparently. But she said a thing about Annie that always kind of makes her endearing is like she wants someone that she's in love with. She doesn't just want a rich guy to take care of her that she doesn't even like. You know what I mean? Now, going back to Robert re-signing his lease in this one-bedroom apartment after he told her they were going to move into a bigger apartment and the whole his whole argument of well Bryson's school is across the street okay but do they not have two bedroom apartments in your apartment complex that's what Annie says she said you live in a big neighborhood there's two bedroom apartments in the neighborhood so he always tries to make her out to be this selfish greedy but like he his logic mm-hmm. is missing it doesn't exist sometimes and furthermore this is a guy who's claiming he can pay his rent Two car payments. Which, where are the two cars? I always see the red Camry all the time. Maybe he got Annie a car recently. I don't know. I was wondering that. I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. He supports Bryson, pays for Bryson's school, and claims that he helps support his four other children, and he drives for Uber. Jay, we need to quit our jobs and go be Uber drivers. (laughs) Absolutely. Apparently, that's where the money is. (laughs) And and his logic isn't there because, you know, he said that uh, when he took her to the thrift store, to the Goodwill. He was testing her. He was testing her. What a jerk thing to do. That's an extremely jerky thing to do. Like, if you want to kind of gauge how she is in relation to money and, you know, shopping, okay, maybe you take her to, you know, a Ross or Burlington, you know, different places to see how she kind of reacts to them. But you don't take her. I think he was dead serious. I don't think he was testing her. You don't take her directly to the Goodwill and be like, hey, have your choice. Right. I think he was like, look, I got 40 bucks to spend. It's going to go a lot (laughs) further at Goodwill than it would anywhere else. So what I really don't like about him is that he tries to play the this card of like I do all this and I do 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 now granted he did buy a ring he did get her an iPhone like I feel like he's doing the best he can right but I do kind of side with her it's like okay but you said you were gonna do all these things you you should have just been honest and upfront listen I live in a one-bedroom apartment my son sleeps with us every night I can't afford to get a two-bedroom apartment yet but once we get our paycheck from doing the show right we can upgrade to a bigger apartment my theory is that that was the plan all along yeah, I don't know why it would have been much easier and probably less, a lot less of a headache if you just would have been honest with her from the beginning. Like she said, you know, you tell me that you're going to take me shopping, so I leave my clothes in the Dominican Republic. Right. He's one of those guys who just talks a big game.
game, but can't back any of it up. And then all of a sudden when you're like, yo, what's the deal? You said we were going to move into a two-bedroom apartment. Oh, do you love me or do you love the apartment? I'd be like, shut up. Shut up. Uh, so the porn grandparents show up again last night. Very which weird. Very odd. Obviously something has happened since those episodes of the show, which we even call, felt very staged at right. some point. And even when they were showing clips back last night, you can clearly see she's writing the check. The menus are closed. The silverware is still wrapped up. But mm-hmm. when Annie storms out, it looks like the meal is over. Right. Like when she yes. gets, so there's definitely something about the, them being involved in the show and the, the whole scene that just doesn't quite add up. I could do without them. I think they tried to bring them in as some sort of like shocking, like, it's just, you know, but unnecessary. We don't, we don't need to hear from. And the questions we want to know is, okay, you brought the porn grandparents on. Where are the porn's parents? Where's, where's the kid's mom? Yeah. Where's the kid's mom? Where's Bryson's biological mom? How is she involved? How is she not involved? Like, what is going on with that situation? And when I brought up the whole point about him driving for Uber and apparently having money to do all of these things, somebody responded and was like, well, he's probably getting welfare because he provides for Bryson. Well, then he wouldn't have been able to sponsor Annie and bring her over because there are income requirements right. that you have to meet. So where is Robert getting all this money from? And when he says he takes care of his kids, no one pushed back on, oh, do you financially take care of your kids? Yeah, like or how you- much child support do you pay? Right, or is it like, you know, once a month thing? Do you see your kids ever? And this whole thing about the apartment fire, like when did the apartment fire happen? Right. Was Annie there or was this before Annie? Because he seems really upset about this apartment fire. It failure. definitely made it seem like it was before Annie got there. Right. Like it was that- something from the past, but that necessarily wouldn't impact the relationship that they have right now and the drama that's it going just, on right now. It was a very confusing segment when it went to Annie and Robert and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Stephanie and Ben, I understand why they tried to include them in the storyline, but we don't need those And what's Ben so upset about? Seriously. Like, like he, taking the camera down? Like, oh, this is it. We're, we're gonna, like, it feels like they cut something that was discussed. Or the whole thing was fake and staged. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> uh, last but not least, we have Mike and Natalie. Oh, boy. The couple who still haven't figured out their status and what they're doing, and every time they're asked, they don't have an answer, and Natalie looked especially like Glenn Close last night. It has just gotten worse between those two. Like, <laughs> So we don't know how long it's been since Mike got back to the U.S. from Kiev and when this tell-all was filmed. So we're not sure what the timeline has been. Another thing that would be great to tell us. All right, so how long has it been since you got back from yeah. Ukraine? And they'd be like, oh, I, I got back a month ago and things just still haven't been right between us since. Give me some context, some timeline of events. Because them not talking for a month is a lot different than them not talking for six, six months. months. That's a huge difference right. in the relationship at that point. So Mike almost didn't show up to the tell-all. It sounds like because things are bad between them. He didn't want to see Natalie. He didn't want to be asked questions about you know what happened between you two right. um i will say not digging the way mike flicked his hair back last night <laughs> not not a big fan of that it made him look way older to me yeah it, it aged him a lot everything was very weird about that mike and uh natalie kind of interaction you know in the beginning it was very kind of like i don't know where we are and then they start talking about you know their sexual relationship in the beginning it's like oh my gosh it was great and blah 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 wouldn't you say natalie and it's like oh yes and then it went back to being kind of like oh well there's just 
stuff going on that you guys just don't know about and it's kind of like what so the big build up which as we've said before the show is so good at doing is leading us to believe that there is something earth shattering that has happened that Mike did that Mike did that we don't know about yet but I'm guessing when we find out what it is tonight we're gonna be like well that was stupid <laughs> betrayal the word betrayal was used several times betrayal several times so part two of the tell all is going to air tonight we'll be back to recap it all again tomorrow and then a new season of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days is going to kick off Sunday night and this is the season I'm excited for. This looks good. Everyone's getting into it. Looks like we got a Caesar Part 2 coming up. I'm excited. Looks like we got the guy going to the Philippines who I'm now oh, that's, friends yes, with yes, on Twitter. Buddy that's, that's my friend. buddy now, Big Ed. So maybe we can get some uh, juicy details from Big Ed behind the scenes and stop giving us one star reviews. <laughs> Whoever you are, <laughs> make sure you find Reality Bites on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts rate and subscribe